Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast. It has been quite the hiatus for this show. I was trying to work it out. It's about four or five months, but that just means we're coming in nice and hot, <laughs> ready for this uh, latest episode. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. As always, I'd like to welcome my co-hosts in Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. How are you, gents? Very well, Jez. Um, it's just it's a top four, you know, top four months. It's been a great four months. <laughs> Don't ever listen to this imbecile. Here's Shannon with us. Okay, I'm sure he'll take he'll take it all out of us today, but that's okay. Uh, Forty eight no, seconds. It's, it's great to be seconds. back. It's great to be back. <laughs> and of course, broadcasting from our new uh, community and high performance centre for the first time, which is very exciting. And whilst we're very happy at the juniors and some more than others, Ello being <laughs> being close to Treasures Restaurant, there, but uh, it's it's great to be broadcasting out of our, our new home. It you is. always have to make a commercial, Shannon, don't you? Can, can, can you just say it's nice to be here because there's red and green around the walls everywhere? Yeah. Well, it's commercial to a point. He's giving them away for free. He hasn't sold any sponsorships to the uh, yeah. podcast. But he doesn't give his spring rolls away for free, I'll tell you. <laughs> that that costs a finger or two, doesn't it? <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> yes, as you say, we are here at the um, USANA Rabbitoh Centre here in Heffron Park. We're actually recording in the John Sattler room, and that was actually the last podcast we did, boys, was yeah. just after the, the John Sattler game in round four. So it's been a long time, and there's been plenty of water under the bridge since then. So as we have a look back at the season as it as it stands now with a few rounds to go, what have been the highlights for you guys? I think the start of the season, obviously. Um, you know, we, we, we came over on top of the comp at, some, at, at a certain part of that. I can't remember, it was round nine or ten. Uh, we were playing some really good football and uh, showing great resilience. Um, but the big thing, the difference from then to before this weekend, we, we've had a lot of players out yeah. through injury, through suspension, through state of origin. Um, but now we're starting to fill some of those players back. And um, you know, it's been a very difficult period for, for everyone at the club. But the boys are... Stayed in the game, and we're still in a position to still challenge for the title, and there's no doubt about that. And um, you know, probably the performance against the Warriors has been the highlight of that that period, and that was when we're in a situation where we were going to fall right out of the eight if we didn't win that match, and we stood up. We weren't at full strength, and we did a massive job on on a team that's been one of the uh, trailblazers for this year. So, uh, big weekend. Coming up for this weekend up at Newcastle on Sunday. Can't wait. Um, our team's getting stronger again. Um, we just have to wait till captain's run to make sure we know the, the full makeup of it. But um, I'm really excited about Sunday and um, the rugby league world might get a bit of a shock. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Lo. I, I had the round 18 win against the Warriors on my list as well. That was a fantastic performance to fly over there and those treacherous conditions. That was some of the worst I've seen since... That night we played at Shark Park that they called Sharknado. That was yeah. terrible. And, remember remember uh, the guy on the hill there with his, with his wetsuit and snorkel? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. The Kiwis, they didn't care about that. They were loving life oh, in the yeah, wet yeah, over yeah. there. They were just loving it. It was a great atmosphere. It was a sellout over there, and that, that was a, um, a brilliant win. One of the other great wins for me was round eight over Penrith. Yes. Getting that win, 20-18, to two-point victory. That, that epitomised an 80-minute effort. We were behind and we had that miracle plays between Cody and Tassie there over on that left-hand side. To, and AJ. To seal the win, yeah, to seal the win over there. And um, 
yeah, that was a great win, and that gives us. We we have been struggling on the field over the last couple of months, but it's wins like those two that give you the belief that we can do it. We've just got to put it together on the day, and uh, we know we can do it. We've just got to do it. Yeah. yeah, I think also you know that Penrith game and the Warriors game, they both epitomise what the Rabbitohs are all about. I think we're at our best when our backs are to the walls. When people, you know, we're we're great challengers. I, I don't think we're necessarily great front runners when we're expected mm. to win. But when we're challengers against Penrith, going over to New Zealand, full house, the Warriors were on fire. That's when we're at our best. And the same thing's happening again this weekend. We're going up to Newcastle, full house. You know, we're probably in a lot of people's minds the underdogs. But, you know, I think this is when we'll play our best footy. And, you know, we're, we're still in the top eight. And, Ello, you reminded me the other day, this is the same position we are in last this time last year. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. And uh, we pulled together. And um, I still say last year, it, without the injuries and, and the suspension of Tom leading to the prelim final, I think it might have been a different result. And we all know whoever won the prelim out of the Rabbitohs and Penrith last year was going to win the comp. And um, so, you know, everyone people say I'm the eternal optimist, which I am, but, but I'm here every day and I know what these players have got. I know what our coaches have got. And I, you just sense that they're never beaten. And as you say, it's a, it's a bit about what our club stands for. Uh, it's that unbreakable sort of club that we are and that, that you know everyone throws something at us we, we get better when people are bagging us and that's that's because who we are yep. that's been that's the club we are mm. um and you know people people bag us for different reasons these days as a club like 20 years they bagged us because we we're hopeless and you know the club was struggling financially etc now they bag us because they're jealous of us mm. and that, that's a great position we're in and 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 that's been it's been a great evolvement of the club over that last you know fifteen years or so, uh, and just a credit to everyone involved in it. And that's that's where we are as a club, okay. And and I'm I'm really looking forward to this this weekend. It'll be a full house up at mm. Newcastle. Our boys are big game players. Mm. They love it, having a big crowd, and they they they'll be they'll be at their best. Mm. They'll be at their best this weekend. I'm sure. Mm. Um, another big thing that's come out, and it's not such talking about results in games with the injuries we've had it's enabled us to debut three players in particular this year that that i think have got really long-term long-term futures at the club one of us talus duncan mm. right another one's ben lovett and of course you know our speed machine on the wing tyro munro so i remember back in 2010 i think it was uh, we had a, a, a real injury run. We we didn't have the team we have now, but it led the led the likes of Jason Clark come into the team as a younger younger player than we ever thought he'd have to. Mm. And he showed his talents then, and went on to be one of the great players of our club. Mm. Now I see this through all adversity. There's obviously positives that come out of it, and I see they're the the great positives this year that have come out, like the emergence of of not only but not only those three, Shaq Mitchell. Oh yeah, where he's come from. Yep. it's a great story as Shaq's well. Shaq's my favourite. Yeah, and and it comes back. It comes back to everything we talk about at this club. If if I'm going to bring a player from another club and bring them here, or bring them through the juniors up to here, I know they're going to be better players mm. when they leave here. Yep, or when they stay here, either way. Um, and that's that's a testament to what what's happening here. And we we got to keep that going, and we will because we got the people that that know what they're doing. Yep, and you know, we we got the talented players coming through, and 
there's more underneath that yet that people haven't seen. Yeah. So it's we're in a great position, but that doesn't. I'm not talking about that now. The focus is Sunday. Yeah. The focus is Sunday. Obviously, we win on Sunday. We are assured of a top eight position. Mm-hmm. Right. By we beat the Roosters, we're assured at worst of a, of a home final, mm. and with a little bit of luck, no, a lot, a lot of luck, we could finish in the bottom of the top four if, mm. if things pan out not how I'd expect them to. Yeah. Game on. Bring it on. Bring on the finals. Absolutely. I think we're still in. And I just want to echo uh, LO's remark. My highlight has been the emergence of Talis Duncan. Honestly, I think he's just been outstanding. I think he's been going to be a great player, and he's not the lone ranger. We've unearthed a few great players in that time as well. Tyrone Munro, as you said, and Ben Lovett. I'm a big fan of Ben Lovett. His work rate's amazing. So silver lining to the you know to the scratchy form, and as you said, we're still well in the hunt for the finals, and, and going to give this thing a, a red hot crack. Bring it on! Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. There was another thing that I wanted to bring up from the season is our form in Queensland this year. People saw our um, our last game up there and started to catastrophize a little bit when we went down to the Broncos. But we've played six games in Queensland this year and won five of them. Yeah, good. That's a pretty good effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up there. So. God bless those Queenslanders. Yeah. Yes, oh, except Bro- at Origin. Brock will, Brock will want to take all the credit for that. <laughs> oh, we flogged the Dolphins up there at Suncorp. They're like Russ, those Queenslanders. They get in everywhere. <laughs> we flogged the Dolphins at Suncorp. Then we backed up at Suncorp again against the Broncos and flogged them even more. Then we beat the Storm at Magic Round in a flogging. Then we belted the Titans, nearly put 50 on them. And then we got the Dragons up there in Cairns. So... Pretty happy with our Queensland form. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very good, the yeah. Queensland form. One other thing that's gone unnoticed too, and um, uh, Latrell. Latrell's impact since he's come back. Mm. I mean, everyone thinks it's just going to fly out. He's going to be throwing cut-out passes and running 60 metres to score tries and everything like that. But the biggest impact he's had on our team is is some of the tackles he's made. In the last couple of weeks, and his organisation of the defence. It's no, it's no, um, yeah, it's no surprise that we are starting to defend better. Yeah. Okay. Now you look, you look at. I know Cronulla. We had a bit of a nightmare early in that game, but even before they scored, uh, Connor Tracy should have scored in the corner, except for Latrell's tackle. Right. We saw against the Tigers, they broke us, and that wing had two players inside, inside of him, unmarked. But Latrell. Put him where exactly where he wanted to, yep. and stop the try. And another one on the weekend, just before half time, they came down the short side, so got through. Latrell well, makes a tackle and puts the winger into touch. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, people used to say a bit the same about Greg Inglis was all his attacking mm. uh, stuff that was he was good, but he saved try after try for us as well. Yeah, great defender and attacker. Um, exact opposite of me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shannon, that phone call you got before, was that Gab making sure that you got the note she'd written out for you last night? <laughs> no, it was the Treasures Restaurant, the juniors. They said they haven't seen Hello, I'll check it if he's all right. They haven't seen him in three weeks. so uh, I can see him winding up. I can see him winding up. Well, they have Chinese restaurants in Perth, you know. <laughs> yes, you and I managed to find one, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. That was well, a good peaking duck too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Both I, I got about an eight, I got about an eighth of it, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> that was very good. 
<laughs> you use Jez's words. Yeah, very, very good. good. Very, very good. good. Well, that was a good overview of the season. Now, we, we spoke about the trip up to Queensland, and our next topic is going to be relating to just that. So, we are going to talk about our top four road trips. People have been talking about the road trip that we've um, just been on between rounds 21 and 25. We've been in three different states all over the country, five weeks in a row. We're at the back end of it this week, travelling up to to Newcastle. But we also did that big road trip up to Queensland where we played at Suncorp three weeks out of four earlier in the season. And as we said earlier on, we won all three of those. So um, we don't mind that road trip to Queensland. But it th- got me thinking about the best road trips that we that we may have taken over the years. So I'm going to start with you, Shannon. Yeah, I reckon uh, Perth, we mentioned before, and it's not about the Chinese restaurant, as good as that was. <laughs> yeah, right up. I thought, I thought, of course it's not. <laughs> well, that weighed heavily into my thinking. It's about the Italian time. restaurants yeah. we went to. Well, well, don't, don't tell them they were there for lunch and dinner. <laughs> Again. Hello, that's not, uh, Jez, that's not a joke, so he kicked on right through for two meals. Raylene um, and Gab aren't listening. Are Actually, speaking of Perth, I need to um, give a shout-out to Alastair Jones, the head of Treasury over there. I was fortunate enough to um, enjoy, believe it or not, a dinner with Alastair Jones, the head of Treasury, um, Peter Tinley with all the stadium staff, and and the Premier, uh, Roger Cook. Fantastic lovers of rugby league, really supportive. But honestly, the first thing Alastair um, Jones said to me when when I ran into him, he said, when's your next podcast? So, Alastair, (laughs) glad to hear you're listening, mate. Uh, This one's for you. A a good shout-out, and thank you for your hospitality over there. It's good to see you thank the head of Treasury and the head of Treasures every (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Honestly, that government over there, the reason I loved it um, was there were 46,000 fans there, really passionate rugby. Obviously, we didn't play our best footy except for the last 15 or 20 minutes, and it's good to know that footy's still in there, and when we click into gear and do that for 80, we'll be unstoppable. And it was great. It was really exciting 15, 20 minutes there for that game. But I just love the whole atmosphere of the mm. game. Cheers, you were doing a great job out there. Uh, 46,000 people turned up to show their love for rugby league. Everybody's on board. Every There's 8,000 corporate spaces in um, Optus Stadium, and they were all sold out. Um, and the stadium was just a shandy off being a sellout. Absolutely love their rugby league from... You know, junior grassroots footy right through to the NRL and every facet of the community as well. You know, government, corporate support. The government, you know, they're right behind. Roger Cook, the Premier over there, Peter Tinley, um, Alastair Jones, they're right behind uh, an 18th licence. And I can tell you what, they've got a pretty strong argument, I would say, as well. But the whole whole week over there, our engagement with the community, we've got thousands of members over there getting a game over there and engaging with them. That was that was a highlight for me, Jez. Very good. I like that one. Hello, what about you? Drop a road trip on us. Well, I've got a couple. The, the first one um, was going over to the Warriors this year. Auckland, we spoke about that game. And it was going over there and being in the position we were. We were backs to the wall. We weren't at full strength as a team. Um, and it was about getting themes happening over there. The boys, we got away. We, we did an extra training run over there. So we were way a day extra than normal. It was a really great build-up in, in a foreign land, uh, away from all our families, away from all our supporters and that. And you, you go into enemy territory, and the build-up to it was really good. We've got a theme uh, about our defence that we follow, and um, 
I won't go into it, but what we did, we had this jigsaw puzzle made up that at the end of it, once they put it all together, the theme was there right in front of them for all to see. And um, and we, yeah, anyway, they, they, it, took them, it took them about a day. It was a massive thing. Uh, and it took them about a day before it got finished. And it, and it just sat there on the table then until we went to the ground that day. And, and earlier that morning... Um, Tyro Munro was making his debut, yep. and we got his mother over and his auntie over uh, to be there for the presentation of, of his jersey, um, and just the gratitude he showed to his mother and uh, how emotional he was for all the stuff that she'd done for him in his lifetime, and uh, it was just great for everyone to see, and it, and it really just galvanised the team for that night. And then, because when you, when you get in, and we get we get out to Mount Smart, I don't know what they call it these days. Um, Go Media World. Well, Go Media. Daniel that's... Anderson this week. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Anderson Daniel this Anderson week, yeah. We, we got there, and uh, if you've never been to an away, a hostile away crowd, you realise that they don't clap you very much <laughs> when you do anything, right? So so there's, a, there's an old saying that you've got to silence the crowd. And... Every time you score a try and you're in a, in a venue like that, there's, there's no – you score a try, all you hear is our bench go up and the player's really happy. There's no other noise. It's yeah. just because they're all going, oh, shit, they've scored. By yeah. Anyway, and we beat them handsomely in the end. And after the game in the in the dressing room singing the song was one of the, one of the great memories of this season for me. Mm. Um, and because of that and because I know our theme's back on track – I'm excited we're going to have a lot of more, lot more of those this year. Mm. And um, I'm just getting in early. I think this road trip to Newcastle might be one of the highlights of our season too. Mm. Yep. Hello, I was talking about, you know, when you sit on the bench and everyone jumps up with excitement, you know, I can tell no one's more excited or happier when LA jumps up off the bench than the bench itself. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sweating on us scoring a try. Jump up, hello, please. That is good. It's funny, just before we came on air, Shannon was a bit like getting down here. He's upstairs in the offices, and I rang him. He said, Yeah, I'm on my way down. I said, I know, I can hear you. <laughs> oh, uh, Built very sturdily this high performance center, I've got to say. Thank God. Uh, tell you one of my favourite road trips, if we're sticking at the moment to this year, was the trip home from Tamworth. Now, a few of the guys got a charter plane, which was nice for them, but then a few of us got a minibus back from Tamworth, five and a half hours in the bus, but it was a fantastic trip. You would want to be a bit nicer to a few people, Jess, you might get on the charter. No, I was the more people's than happy champion. Jeremy Monaghan, the people's what a, champion. What, a, what about the mixture of people? So we, we had me, we had Ian Reeves, our head of wellbeing, a, an Irish gentleman that's joined the club this year, and... Tell you what, out of the five and a half hours, I reckon I spent three hours chatting to him just about growing up in Ireland and what it was like over there and his, what brought him to Australia, his plans for the future, all that sort of stuff. It was a great chat. Yeah, our well-being guy too, he asked me if I needed to talk to him about <laughs> anything in my life that I needed help with. And I said, Ian, mate, if I spoke to you, you'd be in the fetal position by the time we finish. <laughs> So that was a great chat. Driving the minibus 
was the Australian Jelly Wrestling Champion, oh, Mark God. Block Lines. He regaled me about oh, his five God. straight championship wins. Oh, <laughs> Certainly wasn't a Mensa crew, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was a great who chat. Who had to tell you? Who had to read the signs for him to get home? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it was like an Alcoholics Anonymous convention or something. Who are these blokes? Fair dick. We used to say to him, Block, just whatever numbers on that sign match the one on your screen. Oh, you don't need to know what it says. Oh. They've just got to be the same. <laughs> but he did a great job driving back Block. Then we had the great man, Doc Andrew McDonald, who spoke about four words, but they were four quality words. He just chimed in when he needed to. Shut up, Block. Yeah. <laughs> Please. He chimed, actually, what, what uh, the Doc was good don't at. Don't it up. <laughs> At the moments where it might have got a bit quiet, because it was a bit of a late leave, we didn't get home till about 2.30 in the morning, where it got a bit quiet, you just hear the doc go, Jez Australia 5 for 242. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching the ashes on his phone, he was just giving everyone thanks, updates. Thanks Bill Laurie in the back there. Yeah. And then we had the Cairo to the stars, Terry Coolitz in the back, oh, the great who man. as soon as he got in the van, put his headphones on, his iPad on, and he watched two movies and went to sleep. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> so we may as well not have had Tez in the car. Uh, Benjamin Button, he's the only <laughs> bloke who gets younger every year. That, just... might, that might have been a bonus for everyone in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Gresham, 2000 hair, hair dye. The great Benjamin Button, Terry Coolitz. Oh, it's better than what other people put in their hair around here. Eddie yeah, yeah. Eddie Farrah. Oh. Well, I think, I, he's got quite the concoction. Well, I thought I always see Eddie's hair and I always think about that scene from Something About Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Terry drinks Radox. <laughs> Casey Young. <laughs> Remember, remember that old Eddie get in the bath, he get his old wrinkly old bloke, yeah. he come out fired up with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a good. crew! That's a dead set freak show. Oh, that was oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good fun. So that was uh, my uh, my trip from this I'm year. Glad, I'm glad I was on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been asleep for three hours by the time uh, you got out. Oh, <laughs> Talking about Tim, where they're different up there, aren't they? I, a good mate of mine, former Rabbitohs, a couple of Rabbitohs players live up near there. Peter Driscoll, great Peter Driscoll. And uh, Matty Parsons, big front row. He's from Corindai, just outside of there. Former Pagewood boy, Peter yeah. Driscoll. He was. Australian schoolboy. Yeah, very. Blonde-headed bloke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, big, row, great, yeah. great player, Peter. He actually came down um, not long before the game and I had the pleasure of meeting his family. Lovely. He's got uh, three lovely boys, lovely wife. He's a, he's a good <coughs> bloke. He's done really well for you. He was chasing a few autographs out there, but he didn't ask for yours, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. We were talking to the blokes from Tamworth, they've always got the same three stories, you know, um, my dad, he kept he played in the country bush rugby league and yeah, my mum, she was Miss Tamworth and I was just hopping that sheep over the fence. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Is there a Tamworth in New Zealand as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're men and men and sheep are scared. <laughs> oh, no. What other road trip stories have we got, gents? Oh, I, I think Cairns, like, you know, I think it's a uh, beautiful spot. It's you know to go up there. Obviously, uh, I've got to preface everything we're saying. We're on the road because of FIFA Women's World Cup, and we had to. We had no choice, and so we took the game to where we know we have got lots of members and fans, and we've got a huge supporter base in Queensland. We've got over four thousand members, and you know, so we've got to take the games to our members when we get the chance. But Cairns is a lovely place to get to, just generally beautiful, warm weather up there out of the out of the winter sunshine. I was uh, sorry, winter into the sunshine. It was beautiful up there, and 
it's just I got up there and in bit between. of a type A from Gabby then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you want to explain your job? <laughs> you want to explain it? Yeah. Uh, the boys criticise me for well, being actually prepared. Wide out, wide out with, so there's no mix-up. With my oh. notes, uh, because I'm prepared, unlike some people, Mark Ellison. <laughs> but um, being up there, one of the things in the warm weather, and there was a bit of time between training, we took a stack of sponsors up, they loved it, and did a sponsors workshop. But I did have found one hour for some time by the beach, and it was beautiful. I was lying down there until these Greenpeace people come up <laughs> trying to roll me back into the water. I could see that coming yeah, from a mile off. Throwing wet towels on me and rolling me back into the water. And, I and wish I could have got you in. <laughs> I would have been happy to jump in, Ella, except I saw a Japanese whaling boat out there and I thought, I'm stuffed wherever. Which other way this goes? So, oh, yeah. dear. So I'm, su- I'm surprised you blokes haven't brought up Houston. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we, we had a problem in Houston. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. But uh, one oh. of the things, those Queenslanders are a bit rough too. I was, uh, I could come back from the beach and I was getting some money out to buy some lunch, something different. And I was at the ATM and an old lady came up and she asked one of the blokes, so her eyesight wasn't great. She, she said, oh, can, can you check my balance for me? So, so the bloke pushed her over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're pretty rough up there in Queensland. Uh, I, got to tell you. I got another Cairns story. The, the season before, last season, we we had a pre-season game up there, and um, we we had our captains run on the Friday. We're playing the Saturday, obviously, and um, we'd been invited uh, a special guest to the races up there at uh, the local Cairns racetrack, and um, we get there, and there was Blake, there was. Uh, Brock, Shannon and myself and we're in it's the members area it's not like the members area we have here in Sydney or anything like that but it was was a nice little area it was, at least it was air conditioned it was a good yep. start yeah, from it, was there. Nice. <laughs> it was it was very <laughs> hot up there anyway yeah. Brock runs into a guy that uh, he used to work uh, used to work with when he when, um, when he's working up in Cairns and uh, he used to be their strapper or something you know in the Leeds Club but he also had an affinity Knew what about the horses and that. Anyway, Brock said, "Have you got any tips?" And I, I, I was there, was sitting next to Shannon. Yeah, and, I remember this. And the yeah. guy starts talking out the side of his mouth to him. And says, wah, wah, wah. And I said, "Jesus Christ!" I said to Shannon, "I love it when guys talk out the side of their mouth <laughs> because they're trying to keep it on the on the low." And uh, so um, there we go. So anyway, Brock comes back over. He says, oh. "He says he's got two tips. First one, it's a." a Two-year-old's a first starter in a race. All right, it's about 25 to 1, okay? And the second one, it's had plenty of races before. It's about $3.50, almost favourite. But he said, mate, they reckon they'll both win. So anyway, um, we go and have our bets and everything. And um, they, you, we watch them parade and they go out on the track. And this, this two-year-old looks pretty good, actually. And we're thinking, oh, this is okay. Not too bad. Anyway, on its way to the barrier, it throws the jockey does a lap around the track at full ball and they catch it and we're thinking, oh, this thing's going to be scratched. So we're all trying to back something else. We get it. Anyway, they end up running the thing, okay? Anyway, we're thinking, oh, my God, how's this thing going to do it anyway? They came out, jumped out, just stepped behind them all and then came down the outside and one by three links at 25 to one. So we're all up. We're cheering and everything like that. I think his trainer was Steve Dinks, by the way. Oh dear, yeah. you might have had a little milkshake or something <laughs> for you. Anyway, the next thing wins. So 
It just so happened, we, you know, everyone backed it. Shannon, the clever bloke he is, he takes the all up, doesn't he? Gabby, you don't know about this <laughs> <Yeah>. one, do you? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'll just no. say, after that click, when the second one and the all up, I did all right. But, Mark Ellis, and this is a true story, I went up to the tab, I, I collected from the counter, and no joke, LA was in line behind me, and he went, he went to collect, and she said, we're going to have to go downstairs to the strong room to play this one out right <laughs> We're in for a good night tonight. They haven't raced in yeah. Cairns since. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was a good night. Yeah, it, was a, it was a very good day. Very good night, everything. Good, and, good uh, next morning. Oh. I think I read about that in the Sunday paper, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, they actually wrote a column. That so, somehow it got well, out. I don't think they mentioned it was you, Shannon. No, no, no. <laughs> because, yeah. well, let's just say Ello's got a new extension to his house. So. Uh, that yeah. was a good trip, that one. That was a Up great trip, yeah. yeah. i got, I got another one that's not related to footy. Mm. Well, the, the three other people in the story have had relations to South Sydney over the years mm. and what happened, my late great mate Russell Byrne was diagnosed with, with incurable cancer uh, oh, four or five years ago now. And when that happened, we'd said, well, we're going to go up for a road trip um, with Australia's uh, jelly wrestling champion. <laughs> Funny was he, he driving? He was driving again. <laughs> he was driving again. Cause, well, I wouldn't let him walk my dog. Well, <laughs> mate, mate, he couldn't navigate, so we had to make him drive and tell him what he had to do. So anyway, and we were going up to see Rod, Russ's brother, who happened to be our statistician in the 2014. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah right. he, he was the guy in the box next to Madge and that with the glasses on. Got a bit bald, a few yep. little grey hairs and that, but champion bloke. Anyway, we decided we're going to take Russ up uh, to see Rod and we go for a road trip and take it easy, have a few beers on the way up. Obviously, Blockhead couldn't, but yep. what we, you know, normally, normally it's a probably these days it's an eight or nine hour drive up to Byron, you know, and that's with a half hour. Your story's going longer than that drive, by the way. <laughs> Oh, this is more more exciting than listening half of your stories. Anyway. <laughs> oh, go on, no, go no, so, on. Just no, wake me up when you're done. No, man. no. It was the best. The best thing was about the jelly wrestler in it, right? So he's the Australian jelly wrestling title holder. He's driving, and all he wants we stop at. There's a great little pub that I used to have a beer with with Mick Andrews uh, at Maxville many many moons ago. Maxville's just short of where Nambucca is. Yep. Great beers right on the river there. We used to drive from Nambuck, have a few beers and go back. When, it wouldn't when be a pub there. in Australia, Mick Andrews, hasn't had a beer? <laughs> <is it? laughs> anyway, um, so we dropped in there. We've had, we've had about four or five beers, had lunch there, and Bok is like, come on, come on, let's go. We're going to get, we're going to, so anyway. So um, we keep going, we keep going again, and then we get to Lennox Head, which is <laughs> it's only about an hour out of, <laughs> hour out of Byron. We've got to go to the toilet, we've got to go to the toilet, right? So in we go. I said to Russ, let's have a few of you too. So we go in. Blocks driving. Blocks driving. We had a few uh, roadies in the car oh, too. Gosh. So anyway, so we, we left at about six in the morning. This stage, it's about it's about four in the afternoon, right? So we haven't made too bad a time anyway. So Russ and I got there. I reckon we had about six schooners in the, in the hotel at Lennox Head and Blockhead's just dying. So it comes 6.30 and then, anyway, we get up there, we get to Rod's about 8 o'clock, he puts the barbecue on, <laughs> Russ and I are nearly ready for bed, and Blockhead's just fired up, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we we put the cartoons on for him just to calm him down. <laughs> Got him a colouring book. Got <laughs> a few crayons. Anyway, so he was, he was really pissed off that day, but anyway... 
Anyway, on, oh. we're supposed to be going from Saturday to Saturday, right? <coughs> there might have been the races on too. That's why we might have stopped a few times on the way up there. So <laughs> I suspect that might have been the case. So yeah. anyway, on um, on the Thursday, no, the Wednesday night, Blockhead says, Well, I'm going home tomorrow now. <laughs> oh, I forgot I've got jelly wrestling training. <laughs> He said, you can't be the best in the world if you don't train. <laughs> Got to go home and set the mould. No, no, truly, we were going to drive back the following Saturday. That was all, that had been planned for weeks and weeks and weeks. No, I'm going tomorrow, so you're going to have to come with me. I said, mate, we said we'd come on Saturday. And Russ, yeah. like, he was there with his brother. He hadn't seen him for his own yeah. Anyway, so he said, okay, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. We've got to go tomorrow. Anyway, Russ and I got on the... On the, on the the Virgin flights for Saturday, forty nine dollar fares from <laughs> from Ballina to Sydney. Oh, so book through right. what if, of course. Yes, yes, yes of course. <laughs> so the great block had to drive home on his on his own again, <laughs> and, and didn't have a beer either. Oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of the great man, what about the case of mistaken identity for the poor bloke this year? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, God rest his soul. We yeah. we've had two. Mark Lyons have yes, played yes. for this club and one of them passed away this year which wasn't the jelly wrestling champion and yeah. he was getting messages and phone calls from his sister and yeah. his family yeah, uh, yeah. What, what about he said to me yeah my sister rang me and said have you died <laughs> <laughs> and she's the smartest in the family <laughs> well, unfortunately that doesn't surprise me <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. honest with, uh, it's very sad that other Mark exactly. Lyons passed away but but block it out, Mark Lyons. How would you know the difference anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he stands in the corner, oh, doesn't say dear. a word. Marcel Marceau sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's when he's at his best. Oh, yeah. When he's uh, about to strike. Oh, We've yeah. had a few a few moments this year, me and Block, backing each other up at the door of the, the uh, dressing room. There you oh, go. Ground managers and cranky camera operators oh, and yeah. <laughs> all sorts he of He could get a job haunting yeah. houses, Block. I tell you. Yeah, wouldn't he? Honestly, he'd scare a bulldog out of a butcher shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Then said, dip his head in the dough with harness to make the gorilla biscuits. <laughs> oh dear! What well, one of the good road trips that I've my rabbitos road trips was the World Club Challenge back in 2015. Oh, yes, and I uh, I flew over the day before everyone else because there was there were 30 seats allocated on the flights, and I was team member number 31. So I flew over a day before into Manchester. And then everyone followed the next day. And when they arrived, I literally had to go and get Madge and GI from the airport, take GI to a pool so he could do a recovery swim after a 24-hour flight. One of the young ladies that worked for Blake, um, Kate Ludwig, came and picked us up. Um, She took us to the the pool at Manchester, or Sulphur there, the big media centre there. G.I. had his swim. Then I took them straight to a press conference. So they've come off this 24-hour flight into having to think about answering 400 questions. Then we had to get... I think we went to Liverpool, didn't we, Hello, I think we went from Manchester to no, Liverpool no, or to Leeds. Leeds. We went to Leeds. Leeds and then we came back to Liverpool... Uh, at the end. About three, last three days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had to get, that was near St. Helens. Yeah, so, we, so the team, the rest of the team went on a bus up to Leeds. But I had G.I. and... Madge. So we've gone to this press conference. We we all had all our bags for two weeks, so massive bags and everything. And the guys from the Super League, the Blake staff, Julie and the driver, 
they turned up in like a little Holden Barina <laughs> to take us <laughs> up to Leeds. So the, the driver was in the front. Julie was in the passenger seat. Madge and I were in the in the back seat because oh neither of us are in any sort of physical state to be able to fold ourselves into a pretzel like GI had to do basically in the boot of this little hatchback Gosh. with his bag on his <laughs> on his lap. And Tomo, who was the high-performance guy at the time, said, cannot sleep. You can't go to sleep. You're arriving in the morning. It's going to wreck all your sleep patterns. You've got to stay awake all day. As soon as GI got in the back, he just seen him start to nod off. So Madge and I are in the back seat giving him, no, don't go to sleep. He goes, yeah, I go to sleep. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go to sleep, Greg. You're elbowing him in the head. Wake up, mate. Yeah, mate. No one. <laughs> he was yeah, like a pretzel in the backseat oh, of this God. little hatchback. It was <laughs> the glamour of the World Cup challenge. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. We put the world's best player in the back yeah. in the boot of the well, hatchback. It sounds a bit like that little bar we went to, well, Jess. I was, was going to say, he's probably in the back of a hatchback. Ella was getting limos all around him, and I remember that. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, we were two feet in a heartbeat that night. Oh. We went down to that, that little pub, sat in the corner. Yeah, That was very good. Well, any other? Um, I want to hear more about the Houston trip. Let's regale that story again when the uh, when the front doors uh, of the hotel open. <laughs> <laughs> Have we told that one? Yes. Yeah, we yeah. I love. I love the cowboy. Humidity, the humidity did not agree with Mark Ellison that morning after after a very big night. He wasn't pleased to walk out into the Houston humidity. Uh, an expletive laden uh, oh. yelp. I was basically <laughs> abused the night before, <laughs> alcoholically, by uh, by the drink, said drink spiky. the said person right next to me. Uh, it was a square. I up. was drinking vodkas and and um, oh, and soda, and I'd I'd had a three hour start on uh, our princess here to have, to have a little sleep. <laughs> the funniest thing though, there's this bloke in the bar. I don't know if I told you before. I'm going to tell it again. It's fantastic. <laughs> He, he had this cowboy hat on. He had the the little necklace thing around his neck. He had the boots and the jeans and the the flannelette shirt on. And we walk in. The what bar. was Trell doing over there? <laughs> we walk. We walk into the bar and the bloke goes, "Hey guys, my name's Cowboy." And that Brock and I came in earlier than than Shannon. And um, and I thought, oh my god, what am I going to do? We I just said, "Oh g'day, mate, how are you?" So um, we got um. We got um, we got settled in and just sort of brushed the bloke. Was like, yeah, you're in a foreign country. You don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So um, then anyway, Shannon walks in at 7 o'clock. We'd been there a couple of hours. And he walks in and Cowboy's there. And he goes to Shannon. Hey, hey, are you on RC2? With <laughs> <laughs> a cowboy a cowboy. on and all that. He said, they call me cowboy. What's your name? He said, oh, he said, why do they call you that? He said. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm not Aussie. I'm an, I'm an Italian in, uh, international <laughs> captain. Uh, Don't you forget yeah, it. I should have corrected him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it so, was a good trip. Houston. Yeah, it was very, a good. Very good. Very um, very culturally diverse for us as well. We went to uh, the Houston Ballet. We had a um, just seeing how they prepare their, how they identify and prepare their academy um, pupils. I guess right through to the elite, one of the best ballets in the world, was really interesting. And similar vein, went to NASA about how the, how their athletes, oh sorry, how their astronauts prepare and and how they're identified as well. So got some um, good takeouts for for us and our 
our pathways program and how to identify the best and what what are the kind of attributes that you look for. So it was really that'd be, a fair, and that'd the, be a fair road trip if you're an astronaut. Houston's uh, yeah, yeah. The moon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's no treasures up there. I'll tell you. <laughs> the um, the Houston Ballet was very um, interesting, as the they have the highest incidence of uh, students coming through there academy and, and going into their actual dance company uh the highest percentages that, that make it through so massive funding through endowment and things like that yes. um which helps out but it's just um it's the way it was all structured and put up and and we've had some great learnings out of that and it, and um you know we're getting some great people involved with us in around that area which are helping us out now too yep. which is great yep it was very beneficial yeah nice any other road trips to regardless with gents Oh, That's I was going to talk about the 84 Hawaii trip and Davey <laughs> Jazz Lock, but I, I think I'll leave that one out. That's enough said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jazz will be spending two hours Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't got Actually, time the, the great Max Whitby was in yesterday, and I was... I was I said, you know, Davy Jones Locker down at, um, at Waikiki? He said, I certainly do. <laughs> the one with the pool with the beach. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> <That'll do. laughs> great man, the Maxi Whippy. Great, yeah. great supporter of this club. Yeah. Does, yeah. A, does a lot to help us. Yeah, very good. All right, well, that was a good chat about road trips. But um, as always, my knees start to tremble and I start to get very nervous about our next, <laughs> next segment. <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Shannon. Okay, Jess. All right, well... Let me just check the time in case I need to edit. Forty-one twenty-four. Okay. Excellent. This isn't too bad at all, I don't think. This one, like all of mine, I don't is a true story. This is, this is... That's not good. <laughs> you know my wife, Gabby, um, she's a she's a primary school teacher by trade, and she was telling me the story about one of her friends started her first day down at Bondi Public School. Is that why she manages you so yeah. well? <laughs> He's sitting in the naughty nearly, corner. I can, nearly, I can nearly write my own name at the moment. I'm pretty good. So, uh, now she's telling me about a friend of hers who started her first day down at Bondi Public School in kindergarten. It's always hard to build a rapport with the with the kindergarten kids. They're a bit intimidated, a bit upset away from mum. So the, the kindergarten teacher on the first day, she explains to everybody she's a mad Roosters fan. She thinks I'll talk about something, you know, kids love footy and... She says to everyone, I'm a Roosters fan. And she asks all the students to raise their hands too if they're a Roosters fan. And all the kids trying to fit in with the teacher, you know, they, they all raise their hands wanting, wanting to impress her. But there's one little girl and uh, who hasn't raised her hand. And, you know, the teacher, she was a bit surprised. She said, Janie, why didn't you raise your hand? She said, well, I'm not a Roosters fan. She's shocked and said, well, if you're not a Roosters fan, who are you a fan? Said, I'm a proud fan of the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs through and through. The teacher was a bit surprised and, you know, just thinking, oh, she's pretty staunch, this young girl. She said, well, tell us, well, why are you a Rabbitohs fan? She said, well, my mum's a Rabbitohs fan and member. My dad's a Rabbitohs fan, member. So is my pop, my whole family. They're, they're, they're Rabbitohs through and through. We're all Rabbitohs members and Rabbitohs fans. So the teacher thought, oh, well, I'm a rooster. I'm not a big fan of this. She said, uh, well, that's no reason for you to be a Rabbitohs fan just because the rest of your family. What, what if your mum? What if your mum was an idiot and your dad was a moron? What, what would you be then? She said, "Well, I'd be a Roosters fan." <laughs> 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 
Oh, oh very good. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed that. Very good. Very no good. censorship required. No yes? censorship required. You're welcome. Although you did swear a few times. You said roosters. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Over to you, Ella. Yeah, when I was growing up, I just had... Uh, had a lot of problem attracting women. Oh, Tell me surprise, so. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> name like Snorkel. <laughs> a, a suntan like Uncle Fester. <laughs> and a body to match. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised you had trouble attracting so, women. So, anyway. <laughs> How'd you get Raylene, by the way? Were you nice to a guide dog? or? <laughs> <laughs> He just started feeding it, so she had to come over with it. She didn't know which one was barking. So was Every time they're at Glimmer walking down the street, they always say, they always think, Eli's out taking his daughter for a walk. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, I come up with this saying. Someone said to me one day, you know, do you have any luck with the girls? I said, mate, if I had a dollar for every girl that found me unattractive, they'd eventually find me attractive. <laughs> Uh, uh, very good. <laughs> That's very good. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. Oh, well, <laughs> nice good. way to finish this. Yeah, yeah. It I'm, is. That is I'm, good. I was lucky to get that out, out after that tirade I received before. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, before, before we Jez winds up and gives us the wind up, um, tell everybody who we're going to celebrate this afternoon. We're going to celebrate the great Charlie Rabbit. Uh, we saw the uh, feature film that's been made of him, and uh, hasn't he changed the way oh, he struts yeah. around? He's got a swagger now, hasn't oh, he? He's turned into Al Pacino all <laughs> of a sudden, hasn't he? <laughs> you know, he thinks, oh. It was funny. It was funny. We're in Tamworth, and he came up with Blake. In the, in, you know, they drove up together. And in comes Blake carrying his bag yeah. and everything. <laughs> Blake Charlie's, carrying everything. Charlie's strutting in, having a look around, what's for lunch? <laughs> oh, mate, he's got more front than oh, yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. No, oh, so we, we, decided, we decided we'd take him out for lunch and just um, thank him for everything he's done for the club, not only this year but over the many years. And um, just he, the fact that he does everything just out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't get paid for it. He just loves doing it. It's... Um, they're, that's the passion about this club, and the the beauty of it is that you know it told us about our club that day when Blake, the CEO, walked in with the mascot, yeah, and was carrying his bags for him, yeah. You know that that just told you who we are, yep. And it was really really great to see. Yeah, from garbos to governors, mate, we're all the same. We're all rabbitos people, passionate, love the club, and do it because we love it. Absolutely. Where where are you whining and dining him? Or just dining him? Are you whining well, him? We can't, we can't oh, yeah. divulge yeah, that we just yet. Yeah, yeah. We can't divulge that. We don't, we don't yeah. want to ruin the surprise for him, but he'll have fun. We're about a bit worried. Well, you think he's going to listen to the podcast before lunchtime. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a bit, bit worried he's going to be anorexic going out with me and Shannon. <laughs> Oh, I reckon really... he'd be good on the tooth, Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah, eats yeah. like it's his last supper. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he drinks like a fish. I don't know where he... Actually, I know where he puts it, but... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you want to elaborate on that, Jess? No, I We know where not. he puts that, but we don't know where he puts it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, yeah. Oh, very well. How, well speaking look, of look, Charlie. I'm sorry, guys. I have to call a little bit of a shout-out to my beautiful dog, Hank. He's ill, and I've got to get him Got to get him to the vet. 
You shouldn't um, have whacked him in the eye. Okay? No, I don't know. No. All these losses. He's been, he's been coughing it every time you come home. He's got, oh, you yeah. busted ribs. What happened? No, he's, no. he's got an eye issue, so the so Rayleigh's guide dog is now going blind. No, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was copping the kick in the backside, and he, he thought, I'll try and turn around. He got it in the eye. No, truly, I've got to go, guys. So All thanks right. again for the, for the... Well done. It's been emotional. Uh. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Just wrap it up. Sorry yeah, we on. didn't get you all the way to Newcastle yeah, with the no, podcast. No, Might have got you right. to the turn-off. Just <laughs> <laughs> do it twice. Well, you I'll need the turn-off, the show will turn you off. I'll, Don't worry about I'll, that. I'll come back in half hour and tell you how Hank got on at the vet. All right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We promise it won't be this long before our... Our next episode, we'll try and get one out in the finals and uh, let's look forward to some finals footy, eh? Indeed. And thank you to everyone for listening, both of you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out to Mum. Good to see you. Good, good. Thank Christ it's not Gavin <laughs> Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. There would be trouble. It wouldn't be the dog getting its eye fixed. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, gentlemen, and we will see you on the Top 4 podcast very shortly.